they were with us, and in the service, the offering total went up to $3,000 for their ministry. It's nice work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that benefit and that uh, enorm enormous blessing on them. Um, don't forget Touchpoint with Pastor Steve and Joyce this week. Uh, the title of their part two is Do Good. Uh, it's 9 a.m., and uh, check out uh, our website for more details on that. No 6, uh, 6 p.m. activities until October 4th. We're counting down the days. We're getting closer here, and we're excited to get that ramp back up again. We are still looking for someone to work with the elementary kids on Wednesday nights. So if you are interested and, again, want to share that gift, uh, October for, uh, starting October 4th, contact Kathy Cootley at 218-586-2365. Anything else, make sure you check out the archives for past services and things like that. Uh, so again, thank you for being here this morning. We're just blessed to see you. And those of you online, thank you for being with us and joining us as well. Uh, it is always a blessing to have you online. This morning I want to share with you, I, I believe I've done and shared this scripture with you before. And uh, it's not, um, I like to do that. I like to revisit scripture because the scripture always reveals itself and reveals God in amazing ways. But if you could turn with me uh, to Genesis 4, chapter 1, excuse me, chapter 4, excuse me, verse 1. <clears throat> this is, a, again, reminding us of Cain and Abel. And uh, listening to God in, in my heart this weekend uh, and this whole week is reminding ourselves that God is more uh, more interested in the state of your heart than he is in what you do. And hopefully what you do is a reflection of the state of your heart. And there is so much in this that God is telling us through this example of Cain and Abel. <clears throat> I'm using the English Standard Version of the ESV this morning as that translation. Now Adam and Eve, his wife, and she conceived, Adam, excuse me, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of the time, Cain brought the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought one of the firstborn of his flock. And of their fat portions, and the Lord had regarded for Abel and his offering, but for Cain, his offering had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is contrary to you, but you must rule over it. There's so much to peel back there. Not only is he pretty much saying directly to Cain, is that, you know what, through me, you have the power to overcome your sin. But it's there. Sin is there waiting for you. It's waiting for you whether or not you're going to open, the, jump right through that door, or you're going to allow God to close it for you. Right? You have that ability through God. Without God, you do not have that ability. It's the way we are, right? But it's also talking about it's the giant foreshadowing we see throughout the entire scripture, right? When Abel brings a firstborn flock, we know that represents Jesus Christ himself. He's waiting to come. He's waiting to come and be born and be sacrificed for us and to rise, raise again from the dead. And that significance of that offering that Abel gave represents 
uh, you kind of can compare it a little bit there. You can, God is God. He's omnipotent. He knows what he's doing. But you can kind of assume there, you look at, okay, what is born of the ground and is growing. And is it a sacrifice? Yes, it's probably a sacrifice of their food. Absolutely. But then you also go, this is sustenance for us, this, this lamb. And this lamb is actually, we're giving it up. We're shedding its blood. You know, Abel is bringing that to the Lord. And God knows Abel's heart. God knows Cain's heart. He knows what's about to happen. He knows what's to occur. So that's one of the things that we've got to really hang on is God knows what will happen in this life and in eternity. And we have to have the faith to remember that, that God is in control. God knows all. God understands all. And God will judge those that are not following him and those that are. And this morning, as we link up, think about the gifts that we give, I want you to understand that the gifts that we give, it's all about what's in our heart. It's all about how we give. It's all about, it doesn't matter how much, how little. It's all about our faithful heart and our ability to understand that this is between you and God. There is no pressure here. There is the understanding that God cares more for your state of your heart than he is with what we are giving. So this morning, I ask that we bear a, bow our heads this morning and we go over that in our hearts and our minds. And if you have a moment, you need to get right with God, take this opportunity to do that too. Father God, thank you so much again for bringing this amazing congregation together to worship you, Father. But you are the exalted one. You are the amazing one. You are the one that is flawless, Father. We are eternally flawed, but with you, with Jesus Christ, he made us perfect. We will be with you in eternity for those of us that trust in you and know that Jesus died on that cross. Father, we pray for this morning's offering, that it might be used to further your word, your gospel, and your mission, Father, that it might be used to sustain the efforts of your church, Father, and your body. We thank you for that wonderful sustenance that you give us and the blessings that are poured upon us in your wonderful, amazing, matchless name. Amen. Thank you. Do I need to introduce? Steve, you want to introduce what's about to happen? I've got something here you I got need more. to do, okay. so thank you. thank you. You can put that right in there, probably. Thanks, Josh. <clears throat> so our message this morning is the door. And we're going to have a skit. It's one that Sarah actually wrote many years ago, but oh. re revised it. Well, this whole thing started with Anna <laughs> because she was asking about something that was Anna Drummond asking about something that was done in 2008 and it was about a low door and uh, I started and she, there were some handouts that we had given at that time and I started looking for them and didn't seem to find them but then Sarah asked about him again later, my daughter, and so I looked again, and I'm not going to go through the whole story, but I think it was kind of miraculous. I found it in these three long drawers of folders of notes. It was in his dad's metal filing cabinet, very deep drawers, which are so stuffed 
He tries to let me refile. I'll say, nothing more can go in, honey. You need to clean some of these out. You can get that information oh, yeah. online now. You don't need a paper copy from... Anyway, that's why it was a miracle he found it. Yeah, so anyway, we, we did. But um, now it's revised, and it's for this day. The Lord said, you know, I, I found it. And then I thought, then the Lord said, I want you to do this again for, for now. That was 2008, but this is 2023. And so, but the door, what if there was a door that if you went through it would usher you into a kind of life that only God has? What if there was a door that, as you passed through it, would release you from the bondages of sin and its ugly fruit in your life? Well, the good news is that there is such a door. But it's a door that we cannot pass through by putting our trust in our own strength and abilities. A humble and contrite heart is what is required for its passage. The slow door necessitates that we bow down. The posture of humility and even worship. And now we'll have that skit.
Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Father. I will serve you with gladness. scriptures here that you're going to share, I believe. Yeah. When Steve asked me to share with him, you got your mic? Yeah, I got it on. Oh, you need a mic. Okay. Oh, I guess we might as well sit down. No? <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> they did it so fast. <laughs> you go on this one. You can go over here. I'm going over. My mic works better here. I don't so. like change. I'm always on that side. Can you put it in there? So anyway, when where's my mic? When Steve asked if I would do this with him, I didn't have anything. He had all the notes. He knew it was going to be with this skit which, by the way, is the first of three. Next Sunday, there's another one that will be performed. And then there's a third one after that to go with our messages. But so I, I found out what it was about. And 
I just said, well, Lord, is there something you want me to share? And right away, the scripture, my little notes here, was James 4, verse 10. And when I read it, I personalized it. That's how it came to me. Joyce, humble yourself, and I'll lift you up. And what came to me was, that's the whole point of what we just saw with that skit. We have to individually make the choice to humble ourselves before the Lord. It wouldn't work if I tried to do the humbling part for Steve or him for me. That's probably not a good idea, <laughs> but it wouldn't work. But that's what I saw in that vision that was there. Actually, the actual vision was back in the 1990s. That's when I saw that. And it was a vision of this door that was, I don't know, maybe about that high, I suppose as the bench was there and um but the thing was it was wide it wasn't just for one person it was as wide as we are i mean but it was individualized there was a spot for each one of us individualized for us to go through because it's for each of us it's different yes for each of us it's different so. so anyway, there was one version. I looked in different versions, but it was like, I need to decide. It says, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. One version said, in his presence. I like that. So just with me, picture yourself in the Lord's presence and you've made a decision to submit your heart. So much this morning has been referred to about the heart. To submit your heart, for me to submit my heart. And then the big thing is with that, my life. And he will exalt you. Amplified says he will give you purpose. Don't we all want purpose for our daily living, for existing? Uh, living Bible says he'll encourage you and help you. But my favorite is the Message Bible for James 4.10. Get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. That fits with the skit. Get down on your knees. So this thing of self-reliance and in life, the areas where we're running into frustrating things that we just are like spinning and can't get through problems of multiple kinds can be there. Uh, but we'll go through them 
uh, if we're looking to the Lord. You know, if we're in this place of self-reliance, you know, looking to our own strength and our own abilities for these things, and I know you're all going through different things, and those that are watching online, we know that. I'm going to read this again, what I read earlier. It's a door that we cannot pass through by putting our trust in our own strengths and our own abilities. Humble and contrite heart is what is required. And this skit really brought it out. Thank you to the actors that did that for us. This low door necessitates that we bow down posture of humility and really worship that's what worship is it's a bowing it's a bowing down and exalting the Lord and it's a place now that the Lord there's a place there the Lord has for us I believe for each one of us in this is September of 2023 that he would have us go through that place anew and afresh um, a place of freedom and a place of blessing awaits us. For some, it might be the initial time of being born again. It might be the first time. Maybe that's what it was for the person that passed through here in that story. That's, that's one possibility. But maybe you've been walking as a believer, but your life has not been on the victory side. It's been on the defeat side, and that's not right. That's not good. Maybe that's a place you're at now that the Lord would have you go through that place, that door. But again, it's not dependent on your own strength that you're going to do that your own wisdom. It's rather a life place where we are dependent on the Spirit of God. For some, this will bring a new clarity as you pass through, a new clarity for your life, new purpose, new renewed vision in that purpose for your life right now. And for all of us, I know it'll bring fulfillment. It'll bring a fulfillment that comes forth. And we will experience, it'll usher in new realms of glory, I believe. That manifest presence of God in our lives. And that is what we need in this hour. Because there's so much darkness manifest in this hour that we're living in that the glory of the Lord, it's time to rise and shine and let the glory of the Lord come through us as the body of Christ in the world where we are and where we live every day. But what is this door? What is this door? What is this door? That's something I didn't address. 1990 or 2008, I don't believe. Maybe I did. I should look at the notes from that sermon, Anna. If you can find them. 
Well, I found him. Oh, he found him. I found him, but I didn't look at him very much because the Lord has a new word here for us today. But what is this door? Or maybe who is this door? I'll tell you, Jesus is the door. Say, what? Well, I didn't say it. Jesus really said it. And we go to John 10, starting at verse 7, put up there. And Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, and when Jesus says most assuredly, he means it most assuredly. You know? He wants I mean, us that's, to listen. I mean, I believe in the King James is truly, truly, possibly is the way it puts it there. I say it to you, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. The sheep did not hear them. Josh was talking about taking time to listen to, for his voice. Are you listening for his voice before you run off and do that? Are you listening to his voice before you don't go there? I mean, before you decide not to do something? Or you say, no. Are you listening to his voice before you say yes? Are you listening to his voice before you stop or before you go? Listening. There's a longing inside of all of us. There's something missing in all people and yearning for something. And if you haven't come to Christ before, that's what that is. It's him. And there's a passage that you would go through. It's a passage from death unto life. And it's through the door of the Lord Jesus Christ, that passage into life. The Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, yes. The creator of the universe. Your God, that's who you're looking for. There's a place there that will never be filled until you open, you come through this door into Jesus. Going down to verse 9 there in John 10. Jesus continues, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. and will go in and out and find pasture. But that word save, it's the word sozo in the Greek. And that's a word that means, I looked it up in Strong's Concordance, it means to save. Now you think about this this morning. Saving from what? Well, saving from whatever you need 
salvation from, to be saved from. You know, if you never received salvation from sin and received eternal life, you need that desperately. But it may be other things. But it also goes on here in Strong's, it says, to deliver. Is there anything you need to be delivered from? We saw here an addiction that was laid down. Jesus can obliterate addictions. And he can turn a wrong addiction to the right kind, be addicted to him, you might say, connected totally, wholly, consumed by, controlled by him. We also saw it demonstrated, though, was um, pride. Sorry, Sarah, but you stunk with pride. <laughs> She's our daughter. You did it well. And fear, Emily. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just think of yourself now and what it is. Because this isn't just, we're not just bumping our gums up here. <laughs> we're not just clashing our ivories. Ivories. Arvories, either. <laughs> I mean, this is for you this morning. Me too. You, you, you. This is for us. This is for us today. Because it's on the heart of God, on the heart of Jesus, to deliver you today. He's the door, He's the way. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And true deliverance comes by no other way either. Not lasting, but oh, the deliverance that's there in Jesus. And I know many of us have seen it in areas of our lives. I've seen it in my life, and I continue to, but I'm talking about today. The Holy Spirit is talking about today for you, that door for you today. I've got a sense that every one of us, there's something there. There's a door today that the Lord would have us go through. Did you have more there before? Well, it's... It's not just humbling ourselves once in the presence of the Lord. Let's get real. It's a lot at times because we're living. Oh, it is. We're living. And so I love where it says he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture in and out speaks to me of freedom. Yeah. And that's what happens when, you know, day by day or just as things happen, I humble myself before the Lord. I don't know it all. Actually, I think you know it all, <laughs> mm -hmm. Lord. I think you know it all, but I'm humbling myself. I'm asking you about this. 
And it just reminded me just now again when we were getting ready to go um, or come to church, I had a flashback when I was, I think, seventh and eighth grade on my folks' farm by Leota, Minnesota. They had 200 acres of land and they had waterways. I don't know if ranchers know, we called it waterways. In other words, dad didn't plant the crops. It was where the machinery would go like a little, and something with the water run out. Well, that's where instead of the water running right through the cornfield, it, it, it would come there and then it would run out. Yeah. So it didn't, uh, erosion. Okay. It was grass. Yeah. And so I discovered that it was seventh grade, probably. Um, I'd like to have some alone time. I had three younger sisters, and um, my personality was I liked to have some alone time. And I discovered in the, in the good weather months, I could walk those waterways. And that's where I learned to talk to the Lord. I would talk out loud to the Lord. I remember oftentimes I'd be crying. It was just things. I was becoming a teenager. I didn't feel right about myself. You know, I, would, I didn't like this or I didn't like, and I would, I developed that time. What I was doing is back then already, I was humbling myself and just before the Lord talking with him and letting him help me because I needed help. And um, I would do that often through all those years when I was in high school until I graduated and went off to college. That was something I did. And um, I think I continued that in different ways since that. I know Sorry. how important it is for me not to run to Steve and say, oh, you know, this, this isn't right or whatever. Really, the Lord's the first one I talk to about unless, things. Unless it's a mouse. <gasps> the mouse he gets to handle. <laughs> I do declare when we have a mouse, I say, this is our house. This is not your house, so you have a choice. You can go out or you're going to die in a trap here. Now, J Joyce is a very, you know, she's a strong woman, you know. But when it comes to I mice. I don't like mice. When it comes to not mice. Not in my house. She's not strong when it comes to mice. I don't jump up on a chair, but I'm not going to literally, um, if I see a mouse walking I've never jumped up on a chair. Well, you run out of the room. I go out of the room and I say, there's a mouse in there. It's running back and forth. There was a mouse on the counter. How do you know? You know. So. So how'd we get on that again? I don't know. Anyway. There must be some point I to go it. to you with mice. But usually oh, I go, you to, go the to the Lord, Lord with everything. everything. But see what Joyce was doing. She was learning to... She was listening. Again, what Josh said, you know, yes. listening. Yes. Listening. Yeah. Listening. You know, he's the 
good shepherd, and we'll, we'll get to that in a scripture coming too, but, but he's the good shepherd. And my sheep, what? What? Know my voice. Oh, I like that. But Joyce was, as God's sheep, she was getting to know his voice. She was getting to hear it. And we know it always lines up, his voice, it always lines up with the written word. Jesus said, what is it, Matthew 4, 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's a continuing um, verb there. I mean, what do you call that kind of a verb? But it, it's, a, it's not stopping. As it proceedeth, continues to proceed. It didn't stop. He continues to speak to us. He made us that way. Communication with words. You know, he speaks in thoughts, but Joyce was getting to know him. I remember my dad was really good with dogs. And when we were, when I was quite young, he, the family got a pug, a Chinese pug dog. And he still has the collar. I do. In that sure. study by the other stuff. I do? Yes. I didn't know that. I knew I had a picture. Where is it? In your one of your boxes with all your stuff. Oh, oh I'll have to go find that. <laughs> but anyway, this pug, but pugs aren't known necessarily. There's some anim, some dogs that are really good for learning tricks and stuff, but pugs weren't necessarily learned, known for that. They're just a really good family dog. But my dad worked with that dog, and, and that dog got to know my dad's voice. By time just spent over and over, dad would work with Tippy. His name was Tippy. And dad would say, sit, and Tippy would sit. And dad would say, roll over, and Tippy would roll over. With his fat little body. Aren't yeah. they fat? Yeah, kind of, I guess. But then dad would say, he even got to the point, he says, Tippy, go shut the door. And if the door, if there was a door there was open, he'd go put his feet on the door and he'd go like that, he'd shut the door. He'd jump through the hoop. He had him so he'd walk between his legs when he walked, he'd walk between. And he would even, he even got Tippy to walk on his front legs, not his back legs, his front legs, this little pug. Can you imagine that? But Tippy got to know Dad's voice, and he could pick out Dad's voice out of any voice. And you're getting to know God's voice. Yes. Best way is to stay strong in here. But he speaks things to us. Yeah, and it's the thing of trusting that you can hear his voice. Yes. Trusting that you can hear his voice since because you're so loved. You are so loved. Yes. By him. And just... Just make sure it always, you know, it needs to line up with the w written word. 
Thank God for the written word yes. of God. Yes. But then when we go through that door initially, there's an initial going through the main door is Jesus into eternal life. Yes. And we are born again, come into eternal life. And uh, then it says, Jesus says, that will go in and out, but that's not back to where we were. That's into new vistas. That's into new doors. It's into new places with Jesus that he has for you. Go in and out and find pasture. There'll be places for food. We need food, don't we? You know, we can't go real long without food. But Jesus, he continues to feed us by his word and finds great pastures. But there's continuing with that word in John 10 verse 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And again, that's an initial saving, but that word saved, it's to save, to deliver, to protect protection in this day and age. That, that's what a shepherd does. It protects the sheep. And he is there to protect you as you submit to him. Not just running off on your own in the things of life, in your family, in your business, or whatever you're doing, but it's a yielding to him, submission to him, bowing the knee to him, protection. The next word in Strong's here, identifying that word sozo, is to heal. Heal. I believe in healing, physical healing through Jesus Christ. I'm glad I, I do because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here any longer. Maybe there's more of you like that. The fact that I might have left before I even had that vision the first time, probably, 91. Mm -hmm. Healing. He's referring to when he had a burst appendix for three months. It was undiagnosed. Oh. You try having a burst appendix for three months, not fun but God was there and his hand was on me his protection was there and Joyce had prayed it through the year before actually intercessory prayer but healing but healing's there for you today in your body but maybe it's in your emotions that door is waiting you just, we just need to humble ourselves and know I can't do this on my own. You know, I don't garner the strength. I can tough this out. No, it's yielding, submitting to him and receiving. Another word here from Strong's Concordance for that word, sozo, Jesus says he will be saved, is preserves. He'll preserve you. Another one is do well. 
do well. And the last one was be or make whole. Be or make whole. And then Jesus went on to say, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they might have it abundantly. The Amplified Bible there says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may ha have and enjoy. I like that. We have a time at the first part of our touch points, we call it our enjoy time, or enjoy moments or whatever. Yeah. And we talk about things that we've enjoyed. I mean, that's what God wants us to enjoy life. Do you believe that? God wants us to enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows, it says. And I looked that up in Strong's, that word abundance, and it says super abundant, excessive, exceeding abundantly above, beyond measure. I mean, that, that's what Jesus said. He says, I came that they, who's they? It's us, it's his sheep, that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Oh, thank you, Lord. And that's what he wants for us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you're our helper today. Yes. We're gonna be leaving with the visual of the skit. And we're just saying, Lord, we want to have open hearts to you, humble hearts, as if we're just alone in your presence. And even this day, uh, as time progresses, Lord, it's we would just have a fresh anticipation of... your goodness, your love, your acceptance, your approval, your stamp of approval on me, on each one of us, Father. After all, you created us. The only reason we're here this morning is you wanted us to be born and then live day after day. And we woke up with breath this morning, and we were able to come or listen online. So we just thank you, Lord, for fresh, simple connection to you as we go about this day and this week that's ahead. In Jesus' name, we love you, Jesus. Amen. And next week, we're going to go to the point. Next Sunday, we'll talk about this is the headline of it. Following Jesus and choose, well, it's believing to yield, believing his voice, believing, what is the vo his voice? You know, listen to his voice. What's his voice? Well, voice, that's words. That equals words. And yielding 
whilst choosing to yield to his voice brings us through the door. But then we could say to his words, and we're going to amplify on that next next Sunday. So next week, um, Sarah will direct uh, another little skit, I think, with some other actors. And I got a feeling the piano bench will stay there for that, right? <laughs> and now, is there more announcements? We have Scott and Cindy are going to share something here about, and I guess we're going to cut off the, you desired that it be cut off. So Doug, let us know when we're off there. <laughs>